it gave me so much more creativity. You know, I knew that we were going to be okay, but at the end of the day, you know, you just make your goals small and attainable and you have to trust. Like, it seems like so silly because it's not an obtainable thing. It's not tangible, but I really had to learn to trust. And so far it's worked. Welcome to the Spiritual Shift Worker Podcast. I'm Lyanne, and I'm so happy that you've pressed play today. This podcast is here to inspire you, but more importantly, to provide you with the tools you may need in order to make a shift in any area of your life. Whether it's a small shift or a big shift, I will be sharing real life stories from incredible humans who have done both. And of course, as a shift worker, we will navigate all the ups and downs of working shifts from nutrition to learning how to ditch the overwhelm to creating more time to do the things that light you up. So grab that Java, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back, beautiful souls. Here we are a brand new week and it is actually the first week of spring which is glorious i am loving seeing the snow melt i'm loving seeing more people out and about and i really really love this season um, it's magical as everything starts to come back to life and i just you know it is um it's a new moon right now and i think there's a lot can be said about that so I'm hoping that you're enjoying this spring weather wherever you may be. And if you have been following along um, the last few months, you will see a little bit of a theme with how I'm rolling out the podcast episodes. And every other week, I have a guest. And that is no exception this week. So I'm very excited to introduce this week's guest to you, um, Megan Suzanne Cicerelli, the seven figure video editing mentor. Ah, I love this so much because I have been sort of on the same journey as Megan. We've been in sort of the same circles or as I say, in the same rooms over the last couple years. We are currently in the same mastermind for the entire year of 2023. And what's even more exciting is that Megan shifted out of her 12 year nursing career into this new business and she is on fire, fire, fire. She is here to help female entrepreneurs 10X their brand visibility with potency and with video. And Megan is just a delight to talk to. And what I love so much about our conversation is not only did we have the fact that, you know, we're in these careers that required um, us to work shift work, but raising children, Megan has three little ones And, you know, she finally started to really listen to that, that little whisper, right? Because the whisper gets louder and it gets louder and she's just listened and she, she went all in and she's taken the leap, resigning from her nursing career and jumping all in, in 2023. And Megan has a lot to say about how to not balance because we don't really adhere to that word or that concept here, but just, you know, harmony and handling it and juggling it and just finding the flow of now being um, an entrepreneur at home with her kids, with a husband who has a very, very busy uh, career as well. And so I really know that this conversation is going to hit home. And I really want you to listen to the way Megan describes how she made this shift, because I think it's going to be happening more and more with a lot of people as they're 
coming into full alignment and no longer staying in a career that is no longer serving them. And that's okay, right? There's a lot of backlash about that. But enough from me. I know you're gonna love Megan. And so grab your Java and let's get started. Hi, Megan. Welcome to the Spiritual Shiftworker Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome. Um, I just want to share with the listeners a little bit about our connection because um, anyone who's listened to the first few episodes will understand that I have just been on an amazing journey and have been able to surround myself with some pretty amazing women over the last couple of years. And you are one of them that we have sort of just been on the same path. And currently we're in the same mastermind and a few other programs, I guess, over the last couple of years. Yes. Yeah. So I feel that our journey is similar in that our, my current profession, and we're going to get into where you are, both hectic, stressful, involve like a shift work lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think, you know, we can really resonate with each other. But I understand you are really making a pretty big shift in your life right now. And I'm sure we're going to get into that. But I would really love for you to introduce yourself, tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and what you are currently excited about in this season of your life. Thank you. I'm so excited. First of all, I just want to say again, thank you for having me on. And I have to say that the content and the work you do for someone, I mean, we're all overachievers in these masterminds and these women of business, but your content is something I need so much in my life. So thank you for having this podcast because I listened the other day, I was cleaning up the kitchen and I need meditation. I need to learn how to be more present in my life and all of that. So that is something I need. So thank you. Oh, um, that makes me so, it just makes my heart feel so good because I said to Dave last night, I sometimes don't know, right? A lot of people don't comment. They don't say things. And so when I hear it, it's like, okay, I know it's helping even just one person makes me so happy. So thank you for that. It helps. It helps. Um, So my name is Megan Suzanne Cicerelli. I am a wife to my husband, Sal. He's also an entrepreneur. He's an architect. And I've watched him grow his own business, which has been so inspiring to me. And I am a mom to three little ones, ages six, four, and one, we are busy. Um, and I've spent the last 12 years in a career as a nurse and the last 11 years specifically in the operating room. And, you know, surgery is a very precise job, although, you know, you see Grey's Anatomy and all these shows on TV <laughs> and they, they, you know, show parts of it, but it's nothing like it really is. And, you know, it could be very stressful. You can have amazing days where you have routine surgeries. So, it's there's very little room for creativity, but there is a lot of, I would say, growing critical thinking skills and all of that. But I've always had since I was younger, this creative side to me. I grew up as a dancer. I was always in theatrical productions, but I never had lines. I was always, I loved being on stage, but I didn't want to be out in the front center speaking, mm-hmm. which I think shows true to the transition of my business. And Even though this surgery was very precise, I loved what I did. I grew my career. It was secure. I had health benefits. You know, I'm in the United States where health benefits is a difficult thing if you do not have good, you know, good benefits through your job. So 
I always felt like I made this decision. I went to school. This is what I'm doing. Then I started having children and, Mm -hmm. you know, I never felt that I could follow any of these little nudges I was having inside of me. I felt I chose. So I would speak up to my husband about it, but I always, since I was younger, loved video. I loved to create things and anyone, I would plan a birthday party or I would do a video for somebody's milestone, retirement, birthday, whatever it was. And they're like, why are you a nurse? And I would always say, why? What do you mean? Everyone saw it, but me. And I was actually in a program to become a nurse practitioner because, you know, overachiever and you like, okay, what's next? What's next? I became a nurse and I actually dropped out before the program started. And I was like, I'm happy in the OR. And that was the first time in my life that I stopped. And I said, no, this is what's right for me. And I did great for years and years and years. And all of a sudden I had not all of a sudden, but I had my first baby and that changed everything. And I wanted to be home with her and, but I also didn't want to be home full time. Like I needed something else, but I hated having to go to work, go do these shifts and come home and miss time with her. And that's when my wheels started turning. But again, I felt I had to decide fast forward three kids later through the COVID pandemic as a nurse saying Mm. to myself, I could have been home. I could, I didn't have to be in this situation where, you know, we were so scared as healthcare workers and you're seeing things you've never seen before. And that's when I really had the nudge and I started my business journey. Oh my gosh. There is so much I want to dig into there because so much of that, I feel, I feel a lot of what you've just said. And um, yeah, I guess the first thing obviously is you're, you have now, is it two businesses now? I do. So I started my business with a company called, you know, you try to get everything perfect, right? The name, what are you going to do? We talked about it every day during COVID. Mm -hmm. And I called my first business times to remember, and it was going to be taught. I knew how to make videos. So I was going to do a YouTube channel and do toddler activities that you could do with your kids. And the more I started learning in these YouTube courses, I would start to pump out videos quickly. And the women in the courses were coming to me saying, how are you doing this? The editing is taking me so long. I'm sitting in front of the computer. I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I've edited for years. And that's where everything launched. What I thought originally was going to be toddler activities and more of a mom business grew into an editing business. I made a beta course and that has grown now to... I am launching Redhead Media Co. It's, it's corny, just like me. I'm a redhead. No, I love it. I'm a redhead-ish. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. So we all stick together. That's right. So that is my brand. And I'm teaching women how to either, you know, editing into their business to put video into their business to scale it. Or if you're looking to make extra income, how you can learn editing to help other business owners because it's time consuming and you need to learn. I try to teach you as simply as I can, but it takes practice. And as moms and entrepreneurs, time is of the essence. We don't have a lot of it. So I'm trying to find ways to help in that way. Alongside with all of that, I tried to balance these two together and no matter what way I tried, it just wouldn't work. So I've made it into two businesses, but I have always loved to organize and plan. I am the person who plans your vacation for you and when the car picks us up and when we go to dinner, that's me. And I've turned that into my life with my three kids, balancing nursing and entrepreneurship. So I have the not so organized mom 
which is blogs, YouTube videos, information, digital products to help moms of not only business, but either stay-at-home moms, working out-of-the-home moms to balance their family life, to help them be able to focus more, be more present and focus on their business. Oh my gosh. And all of that, right? Like you just be more present, but also still be able to have that side of them, that individuality where there's not just the mom, right? There's still, we're still human beings that have our own creativity and our own desires. And I think that is something like, same thing with me. I, you know, I got into this career uh, of policing and and I'll be starting my 23rd year this year, which is crazy, right? Like time goes so fast. But there was that, those nudges where I basically ignored it and it was like, nope, this is where I should be. This is what society uh, says I should be doing, having a stable job with the benefits, with the pension. Yes. And it, it, it really showed up for me in ways that was so um, like just unfulfilled, really. And then I'm like, okay, there's got to be more. And so I love that, you know, you, you sort of had that same, nope, this is what I should be doing. But then you realize, no, I should have been, I, sh- I want to be home with my kids. Yes. But don't you all, I'm sure you see this in your police career as well. You would go to work, like you would be in your bubble at home and then you would go to work and no one really gets it. <laughs> no one gets no. it. They're like, <laughs> Go to work. And especially, I'm sure you're more in a male dominated field where I was in a more female dominated field, but the surgeons were mostly male. So it was like always this power complex and everyone's like, oh, how's your little thing going? And I would get so upset internally And let it bother me. And it would set me back every single time. And I come home, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I'm not meant for this. Yeah, no, that's, I I totally understand that. I I do work with all men. Um, Now there's a couple that are a little bit more uh, open-minded to whole other concept, but policing and where I work currently is very old school. And it's the, why would you ever leave this job? It has a pension and we make, we make such good money. I'm like, but do we <laughs> right. like, and money, it's not all about the money as you know, but it's the fulfillment as well, where you're just hammering out being a paper pusher at some points or pushing a yes. cruiser. It's, there is more to life and that's what it came up for me. But so before, like, where are you in your, your shift right now? Are you still working part-time in, in the OR or are you done? So in December 1st, 2022, I left, I walked out of the hospital for the last time. Well, as a nurse, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, hopefully not going back anytime soon, but you know, I, this was a, it seemed sudden to so many people that weren't close to me, but the people that were close to me knew it was coming. They just didn't know when. And to be honest, I didn't know when either. And it's, it's so cheesy and it's, it sounds so ridiculous, but we were in Disney world on a vacation mm. in October and you get away from work and you get yep. away from that environment and the opinions and the voices and everything. And I was with my family and a nurse texted me from my current, well, my job at the time. And she was too young to retire, but she had really prepared herself. And she said, I just handed in my resignation. And I always said, because she was such a role model to me, I always said, if she leaves, I'm going to leave. So I turned to Sal, we were on the monorail. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) she's going, I said, and I feel like I feel it, I'm ready to go too. I really do. And he's like, so leave. And I said, what do you mean? 
what about the benefits? What about, you know, cause he's a business owner. So it was always like, what are we going to do about the health benefits? You have to go on private health benefits. And he's like, we'll figure it out. You need to follow this. Like he's, he's wanted me to leave for years because for our family life, it's just better alone, but you have such, you've put so much into your career that mm-hmm. you're afraid to let it go. And, you know, I didn't have anything like a pension. I have a small pension and all of that. And, you know, I didn't have so many years that I was kind of in the middle where yeah. I felt which way I could go. And I decided to take the leap of faith. My kids were young. They are young. And I went with it. And we made the decision when I went back from that vacation, I handed in my resignation and gave them six weeks. Wow. And see, sometimes that is just the the tipping point, right? And I just came back from vacation. And um, again, for me, it's like being grateful for where you are, right? Being grateful for what you have, the job that I have, that I can come back, that I was able to afford this vacation. But also knowing that it's like the time, my time there is is coming to an end. Like, I feel it like right. you, you say that you knew it was time. Right. But but before before making that, that, that knowing decision, how did you, how did you manage that? Like, were you working shifts, but like operating room surgery, like you said at the beginning, you got to be on, you have right. to, it's not like you can just right. go in there and, you know, roller skate around, but right. raising your kids and your kids are younger and you have three, like, I have two and they're a challenge, but how did you manage that? And I don't, I don't love the word balance. That's not, that's not really in my vocabulary, but how did you make time for you? And how did you, it's, it's so funny you say that because I also hate the word balance because it doesn't exist. Like there is, what is balance? Like there is no balance. You try and you, it's more boundaries to me Mm -hmm. and you know, you really have to just realize what season of life you're in. And that was very hard for me, especially as a perfectionist and somebody who plans everything. I really had to let go of expectations and just let things be. And that's really hard for me. It's still really hard for me to say now, like, that's just not how I work. So that's where I'm trying to work now in my life. But prior to that, there were some really, really hard days there were days that were better and there are days that I felt like I'm not doing this. Like, I'm just not, I'm going to walk away from everything. And I will tell you that I had a six month period in between all of this from, you know, I started the business two years ago, but there was a six month period that I really just walked away from the business. I very unexpectedly lost my mom and it was so, it, she, we lost her to a brain aneurysm. I had texted her in the morning. She was gone by the night and it just, it rocked my world. I'm an only child. She was very close to my children. So that shift alone in my life and learning how to grieve and now like, you know, just dealing with that enormous loss that you didn't expect, the business automatically took a backseat and I took to this secure career of nursing where my friends were, where it was comfortable. I didn't have to think that much. I knew how to do my job. But prior to that, you know, I was really juggling everything where I don't think I was juggling it that well, but you learn and you get better and better and better. And then I hit this period where I just kind of gave up on it for six months. And I want to be really vulnerable about that because now look at me now, a year later, I'm totally back and have two businesses that are growing and expanding. So I just want to say that it's not linear it's not perfect. And there is no true balance. It's more take it day to day, try to have quarterly goals. I like to work three months in advance and I plan out the days for myself. 
days for vacation, days mm-hmm. for my kids, days I'm just mom, days I'm entrepreneur during the day. And I give myself strict timelines, which is not always perfect, but I try to, when I'm going to pick the kids up from school, I close the business stuff down and I don't think about it to the next day. That's not always perfect. <laughs> I'm trying to work on it, but that's what I'm headed towards. And just being very present when I am mom. Yeah, I, that's, that's the biggest thing with, and I think it, maybe you can just, if you, if you wish to talk about like losing your mom, I remember that. And yeah. I do remember you sort of just not disappearing, but definitely no, that I did. Was, I disappeared. You did. <laughs> you disappeared. And and understandably, right? When something like that so unexpectedly happens, but did that, and I'm sure it did, but changed your perspective on even though you went back to the safe career you, where you just needed to deal with it all. But was that not sort of a way for you to say, I need to stop missing my life? Yes. Yes. And my mom was very supportive of, she didn't understand my business, but she was very supportive. And I have had conversations with her where she was happy. I was going to be home and building this business. And I was on, you know, I was on a podcast last year and I sent it to her and she was just so excited. And that support from the people around you helps push you as well. But then this whole thing happened and rocked my world. And I just realized how precious life really is. I mean, my mom was 62 years old. Like she was very young in the, you know, today's day. And I just realized, like, I started thinking of myself, you know, I'm 34, I'm going to be 35 soon. But I started thinking of, wow, like, half of my life compared to when she passed away is gone. Like, is this what I really want to be doing? And, you know, my, my father's a retired police officer. So I understand your perspective (laughs) and he's very pension and don't ever leave that job. And when I told him I was leaving, I was so scared to tell him. And I remember, and he was supportive, but I could tell he's like, are you sure? Are you sure you guys can swing it? (laughs) You know, (laughs) And, you know, comes from that stable lifestyle and was so proud that I was a nurse, but I feel that just between COVID and losing my mom, that was a huge push from the universe to be like, go live. You're meant for more. You put your time into healthcare. You did it. It's not that you didn't do it. You have it. It gave you a lot of tools. Just run with it. Oh, yeah. And that's, that really is where following that, that knowing, and that's, that's, you have to people so often. And and I mean, I same way, right? Like I've been ignoring, you ignore the signs because you get so stuck in the programming. Like again, the same thing with my dad, when I, when I even decided to become a police officer, I had been traveling and I was in hospitality and was, you know, single right. and having, doing all the things. He's like, are you going to settle down and get a real job? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess. Yeah. Right. And, um, right. and here we are, but it's, I yeah. think I look at the path, right. You look like you just said, you look at the tools and the skills and the different things that you now have in your toolkit per se, that you're going to take forward into this new sort of business, the businesses that you have. But I mean, making that decision to shift out of that stable career. And even though you had all this support inside, what did you, what did you really have to overcome? 
I had to overcome my own confidence and being able to tune people out, let things bounce off of you. I'll tell you when I, like I said, you know, I decided to leave nursing. I, when I handed in my resignation, the next morning, I didn't tell anyone. I wanted my surgeons I work with to know first. I, you know, my best friend knew, but I wanted them to know first so they didn't hear it through the rumor mill because that's a big one in the hospital. Oh, <laughs> and that so, sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I woke up to text messages the next day, just, oh my gosh, do you have something to tell me? Are you kidding me? Are you leaving? They knew I had a business, but it was never taken seriously. And yeah. maybe they did, but my opinion of that was, you know, especially from people that are not going to get it or not interested in it. And that's fine. I'm not, I was not, I had to learn to clean up my side of the street and worry about Mm -hmm. myself and not try to drag other people into this idea. You know, my people are out there like you and like all the women in our mastermind, we have that piece. And I didn't want to lose my friendships through nursing. And it was such an important part of my life, but I had to say, okay, Megan, you're going every day, you're hitting the reset button and you're going to work and you're doing a job that you feel you're not meant to do. And you're just going through the motions of life. And my friend said the same thing to me once. She's like, I feel like we go to work, we come home, we take care of the kids and we do it all over again. And I go, well, we do, but that's why we try to grow and change and look into things like the podcast you have and try to find that's part of life. You're on this journey. So I had to come to terms with all of that. I went to therapy. I, I had been in therapy for years. Then I lost my mom and I really went to therapy, but you know, that helped me with this to find my confidence in who really Megan is. And, you know, every single person came at me, what are you going to do about the health benefits? What are you going to do about your babysitter? I thought your babysitter was with you. Suddenly everyone's interested, right? So you have to be okay with every decision you make and just trust yourself. And, you know, I, everyone means everything with love and they were so supportive and, I don't think a lot of people understand why I did what I did. They were happy for me and I just, I'm okay with it. Whatever their opinion is, I'm okay with it. But that took a lot of time to get there. Yeah. And especially I would think being, as you've, you've commented before that you're the overachiever is that, was there also a part of any part of people pleasing in there that you were afraid of letting people down? Yes. Big time. Because Even though I worked part-time, I was at my hospital for a very long time in the same spot. And I loved to train people. I worked with specific doctors. I worked very much in an environment that slowly I was becoming more and more distant because of having more and more children. And I would always have, you know, the maternity leave and come back. And But I still felt that I was letting, you know, if I leave, well, that's less people that are going to get summer vacation until they fill my spot. And Oh, our nursing takes a long time to train somebody. And I just, I felt all this unnecessary guilt. Like they're, they're going to find people. It's going to be okay. But also, you know, what, what did my, what was my dad going to think? What was everyone else going to think? You constantly are worried about everybody else. Whereas if you just worry about yourself, everyone follows along and they eventually they're like, okay, that's what she wants to do. And that's exactly what has happened in the last two months. Everyone just accepts it. And I'm happier than ever, to be honest. Mm. And that's so true, right? Everybody seems so in- invested in what they're doing or you're doing, but then all of a sudden it's like, it just sort of drops off. And then you realize, oh, I, why did I even care what these people thought? Right. 
right? Because now you're happy and you've got like, your kids are young. And I think it's funny because I, my kids, both my boys just had birthdays in December, one turned nine, one turned 13. And Uh now I find is the time, like I said to my husband, I don't even remember when, when my youngest was like three and Alex was seven, but I don't remember those times because I was on shift work and I was doing call outs in the middle of the night. And it's like, yeah, I miss that time, but now I know what to do to make these years memorable. And we just came back from, from Florida on Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was. And um, it was one of the best vacations ever because again, being present and making that time and that intention behind that, um, changes everything. I think I agree with everything you're saying. And it's hard because you always think I have the same thoughts. Um, after my first child, I suffered with, I didn't even know what it was at the time, but it was postpartum anxiety that Mm. like it paralyzed me. I had no, and again, I believe it was that overachiever in me. And I just wanted to make sure she was okay. And I was just afraid of everything. I didn't want to let her out of that bubble. And you know, I learned the tools to get better with the next baby, the next baby. And, you know, (laughs) you wouldn't even know it today, but (laughs) I feel that we go through these moments and we go through these times to really take us on a journey. Cause now you're teaching, there might be someone out there that's at a point where their children are little, little like me, where you're going to teach them to be present and you're going to be able to guide them more because of what you went through. So I try not to look back on it as guilt, but look at it as it's helping me today. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where, right. Everything. It's not just about the like knowing what you love and those passion and following those nudges, but knowing your experience right. can resonate with someone else. And that's what I think what you said at the beginning, when I don't, it, it's not, I don't, I just know that if I can help one person, then that's going to be all the difference to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about confidence and how you've just really come to understand that it, you know, you have to let go what other people think and not let those thoughts get in there. But has there been um, some belief that you've had to let go about now? Okay, I've left this secure job, right? With, and maybe I'm guess I'm leaning more on the because one of my, you know, limiting beliefs or fears you could call it is the, and I'm working every day on the money mindset, but it's like, how are we going to find the money? How is the money going to come? Or do you just now have such this confidence that it's not even an, not even an issue? Um, it's not a, again, not a perfect balance. Um, it's a struggle and throughout, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough that my husband has worked his way up that we have a little more financial stability than we used to. And again, that's one of the reasons I want to go into business because if he was working for someone else, he would have been capped at a certain point. Mm-hmm. So we did prepare for this, uh, you know, in if I was going to have a low month or, you know, you never know what's going to happen in business, right? You have to trust. So I really, it's very hard for me, but I had to really let go of expectations And that trust and I mean, you know, have the trust and just say it is going to work out because I looked back at how many times things have happened in my life where I've overthought them and 
it, it worked out. Like it somehow mm-hmm. it just worked out. Now, easy to say, there's probably someone listening who's like, yeah, easy to say, but I have bills to pay. You can still work on yourself and this desire and still be stashing money away, you know, saving money to have a little bit of a nest egg when you make this transition to help you not become so locked up with fear that you still can create and you still can work in a way where you feel comfortable. Because that was a big thing for me is I always knew that nursing paycheck was coming. So Mm -hmm. I worked on the business in a way where I knew I had it to fall back on. Now that I've shifted and now that I'm home and I don't have the, I remember the first time I didn't see the direct deposit go into my account and I'm like, oh my gosh, it just, it sets a fire under you. I don't know how to explain it, but it just gives you, it gave me so much more creativity. You know, I knew that we were going to be okay, but at the end of the day, you know, you just make your goals small and attainable and you have to trust. Like, it seems like so silly because it's not an obtainable thing. It's not tangible, but I really had to learn to trust. And so far it's worked. Yeah, I love that. And that's really right. The faith and trust, but also the knowing that you build up in yourself in that I'm, I'm really capable of doing this. That is one of the things that's really hit me over the last probably six months is like, no, I'm more than just, you know, fill in the career. Um, I'm more than just a mom. I'm more than just a wife. I am this whole individual person who's capable of doing a whole lot of amazing shit. And the trust and the knowing is part of that, that you can do, you can do it all. You can, you you just have to figure it out at what point. Right. I will say we, you know, we made decisions. We cut back on certain things. We saved money along the course of the last year, knowing this was coming, but you know, it wasn't like I just left my job and had no yeah. income. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I I knew and firmly started to, I had to believe in myself and learn how to meditate, journal, manifest that I was already this person, which is so hard for me. And it's a, it's a big thing in the online space, like manifesting. And I went to somebody who does energy readings and she said, this is a big year for manifesting for you. And so I'm trying to step into that more and I've always been missing that piece in my life, that energy, trust, manifesting, that whole mental piece. I'm more of a, you know, get it done. Where's my list? I could do this. I can get it all done. And I am learning how to shift to that. And that's what's really going to shift you. You have to do a little bit of the other. And it is hard work. It's not like you can lay in bed and just think about Mm -hmm. it. But I really wanted to make it happen. So I really did take steps that I had that little bit of financial comfort, but also I could jump into it. Oh, I love that. Right. And that's the, the logical brain, your mind doing the thing that it needs to do. Plus that, that thing that you can't see that faith, that trust where you're also leaning into that, but keeping your mind doing it, whatever it needs to do to keep you safe. Right. But I, I thought of what you just were talking about, like at the beginning, you know, now you have a different kind of organization that you have to deal with, right? It's not getting up and going to work. Now you have to figure out how to work from home, do your business, raise your kids. And you mentioned you've got this sort of scheduled out where you're taking time for yourself. And what does, how do you, how do you fit that in? What is it that you do? How do you 
do it a week? Do you, do you, how do you fit it all in when your kids, like, again, maybe you can just remind me of their ages. Cause I know the youngest is one, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that six is six and four, six Everyone's and four two years apart. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, how do you, what do you do? What is your outline for the week? Okay. So I like Sundays are a fresh start for me. So we have a communal calendar. It's like one of those wipe off boards in the kitchen. And anyone who comes over knows they always check Megan's calendar because I'm always made fun of for it. But it's got a Sunday through Saturday. Every single time I write who's picking up what child from what school, if it's going to change. Um, we do have a babysitter that we had from when I was a nurse. I needed someone to help with the three kids. And she has stayed with us um, for me to transition into this, which is another concern because financially now you're paying for a babysitter, trying to build the business, but you need that. Mm -hmm. Um, there is ways to get around that, but you need that. So I have to communicate with her every week. So on Sunday we text each other. I send her the schedule for the week and I write everything for everybody to see in the whole family in the kitchen. However, I personally have a planner where I have the whole month written out. I typically, now you're talking to someone who like, I love to plan. Like I, <laughs> it's exciting to me. All right. With my markers and my stickers. Hey, so, I'm all about the highlighters. Yes. You have to have something, right? So yeah. I perfected this when I was in my nursing career because I had such small chunks of time to get stuff done for the business. And I would be very resentful sometimes because, you know, I just felt like, oh, I just get into it and I have to go pick up my son from preschool. Or if I just had another hour, if I just had, so I had to like, let go of that. And sit down and say, all right, this is all I have. And I sit with the monthly spread and I look at like for this first quarter, I look January, February, March, and I just put everything in there. I mark when the kids are, I start with the kids schedule. Cause that's, you know, we have to keep them going. So I put <laughs> everything keep the in tiny there. humans alive. <laughs> you have to keep them alive. So I put in all the days they're off. I put in anything where they have something where I'm going to be taken away from the business. So that's my first step. And then I look at what days I would need a sitter and what days she could have off. And I fill that in. And then I look at my business schedule. So really I'm putting, I have to put my family's needs above the business and work the business in how it needs to be. And that's the whole point of being an entrepreneur is mm -hmm. you're running it, you're controlling your schedule. So I look into all of that. And once all that's filled in, I can usually find a day or two of an afternoon or a morning where I, like I did this for February, I had a gift card that I've had for probably four or five years for a massage. And I finally was like, I'm going to use this. I went through all my gift cards and I booked myself a massage for February on a Monday morning, which is like unheard of. And I told the babysitter, I need you this day, you know, but if you have a family member that can watch or if the kids are in school, you know, if you can work it around that, I know personally that I'm going to have that time to myself, it's going to make me perform better in the business. Mm -hmm. And I have had to learn that because I used to look at that as guilt. And, you know, I used to look at going to Target to get the stuff for the week that we needed. That was my alone time, but that's not, you're still working, you're still on. So I schedule, it's not all the time. I do get my nails done. You know, I schedule time in to have to myself and I try to just fully be present. Again, difficult for me. And one thing I've really been focusing on lately, I've, I've loved how I've done my schedule because I don't have to balance that nursing aspect anymore. And when someone goes to after school and when I have to pick them up from school late and juggling that schedule that constantly changed, what I love now is 
everything's very consistent. So I try to work in the business three full days and I mom, I mom, I try to be fully mom two days. So the day they have swimming, I typically don't work in the business. I take them to swimming. We do something fun. They go to school. We have lunch, you know, and then every day what I've started doing is at three o'clock, I pick up my daughter from school. Even if I worked in the business all day, I shut the computer down. I go to their playroom and we just play until my husband gets home and like really play. And they're just, you can see it in their faces. They're just happier. They, they've picked up on the fact. My daughter said to me, I love that you don't have the hospital job. And for a six-year-old to say that, it like takes you back for a second and you're like, wow, like (laughs) there's something to this. Yeah. Because you realize they realize it's like, oh, mommy's, mommy's here. And like, but the best part is that you are here and you are there and you're present, you're shutting off the computer. And that's, that's the biggest thing. And I was just going to ask about how that relationship has changed with your kids, with your husband in you being home. And have you had to like you've been doing the business so that w- that wasn't necessarily new, but now setting up maybe some different boundaries, but the relationships are so important, right? That's the whole point. Like you said, of having, of being your own boss is being able to set your own schedule, but how has, how have the relationships changed? They have all changed for the better. And I am truly not just saying that my husband asked me all the time. So you're happy with this, right? You're happy. Cause I was so afraid to leave that career. And then all of a sudden I just switched and he ran with it because he was so excited, but he's like, I don't, you know, I don't want you to be upset that you left, you know? And I'm like, no, I'm truly, and he sees it. He sees that I'm relaxed. My father came over. I think it was like two weeks ago. He just came randomly and he said to me out of nowhere, he's like, your face has changed. And I said, what? And he said, you look so calm. And Mm. it was like the biggest thing that he could say to me, because it's not like I was the one doing surgery, but just the, the fact that I was going to work, you got to park the car, you got to get in, you got to change. Then you're in a stressful environment. Then you come home, then you pick up the kids. It's not until you're completely physically and mentally exhausted that you're present with your family. So I think just that whole piece that I'm now home and moving at a slower pace and able to make my own decisions about my schedule and get more sleep. (laughs) He picked up on it. I picked up on it. And it just, it, that also took me back, but the kids alone, I feel closer to my kids. I felt, and that was something that was a big reason I wanted to leave as well. Even though I only worked part-time and that was a comment I got a lot, like you only work three days a week. You only work two days a week. You barely work. You don't, your kids go to school, you come home, Now, okay, you're going to read a story in bed or you're going to, you have emails you have to catch up from the business or whatever it is. You don't have that energy, whether they see it or not, which I now realize they did see it. It was like, rush, rush, rush. Okay, let's read the story. Let's get to bed. And now it's like, okay, what do you want to read tonight? It's, It's calm. It's, I'm happy being there. I'm not exhausted. You know, it's just, it's different. And the other day, it's funny you brought this up because I was putting my kids in the car. And they said, they made a comment to me. They said, why, why does daddy always go to work? And then you go to work, but you're still here. (laughs) Like it was their perspective. (laughs) They know I go upstairs to go to my computer. And we had a whole conversation, you know, where does the money come from? And well, you just go to the bank. And I'm like, but someone has to put money in the bank. So we had this whole conversation and I could see that with the answers they're giving, they're just so happy that I'm around and it's not this constant shuffle. 
And that's what it felt like was a shuffle. And even with, I have an incredible babysitter and I'm so thankful, but it felt that way. And tonight, actually the first time in so long, my husband and I are going on a date night and we're celebrating me leaving the business, everything. And amazing. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I feel so happy going into that. I feel like I'm not taking time away from the kids. I've prepared them for that. I'm like, you're going to have so much fun tonight with your babysitter and they're excited. So I feel like even though it's not a balance, I'm doing block time and I'm setting boundaries and it's falling into place. Yeah. Because it's like we said at the beginning, it's, there's, there's no balance, right? It's finding the flow of of that. And I know when you just mentioned about the kids can feel it, they know the difference. Like when I'm on afternoon shift, which I'm this week and I'm home in the mornings to put the kids on the bus, right. they are so different, right? Than when I'm up and gone yes. at five 30 in the morning, I get home and then it's rushing to the activities. And I mean, yep. I'm fortunate. I only, I work four days a week because of the way that my shifts work, but right. the, they definitely, and as they're getting older, they can see a lot more and feel a lot more. Yes. Um, and want to be, I find my 13 year old is really wanting me to be home more, which is great, right? He's going to be, a, he's a teenager, which is right. bizarre, but they <laughs> feel that energy. They feel your they stress as no, as much as we try to hide that, they feel it for sure. They do. Yeah. And again, I always felt this guilt because, you know, my mom stayed, my mom worked several jobs, but when I was very young, she stayed home. And I remember going to school and having that security like just that feeling knowing my mom was home. Like if I needed her, she wasn't out and about and like, oh, I don't know. Your mom's at work. Like I knew she was there and I thought that that's the path I had to follow. But then I quickly learned that I needed something else. So this really brings the two together. And I just, anyone who really wants to do it, I can't say enough how much just plan and go for it and trust and work on yourself. Yeah. And like your coworker who left and sort of gave you the bigger nudge to do it is that, I'm not sure if that was it, but it's like, there's, there is more to life than going to work and coming home and going to sleep and getting up the next day. Like this is the whole point of what my message is, is that you can still have all those amazing careers and achievements that you desire, but you can also be very present in the doing of it. Yes. Right. Which is where, unfortunately, a lot of people I see that I, not just that I work with, but they're just, they live on autopilot. And that's sort of my, Mm -hmm. my emphasis is that you can still do all those amazing things and the things that light you up. If that's what it, you know, going to whatever career, but you can also have both things. You can have an amazing home life and amazing relationship. You just have to do a little bit of work. Again, manifestation is not sit on the couch and wait for it to come. Right. And I think that word gets, um, it is out there so much right now on the online space, but it does, it's really just making your desires become your reality by doing the actions that light you up. Exactly. You have to find out what it is first, right? Yeah. And that's where a lot of people don't want to, they don't want to sit with the uncomfortable feelings of, um, yeah, it's uncomfortable to leave a, a very well-paying job that has the pension and all the benefits. But as that quote is right, what's, is it worse to then not go and to do the things that you actually want to do in life? Exactly. And you have to go through the storm to get to the rainbow. It's not going to be easy. Yeah. 
And so along this journey, Megan, what what is the most shocking thing that you have learned specifically about yourself? How much my confidence has grown in myself really has shocked mm-hmm. me. I grew up as a quiet little shy girl <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the big, like, you know, I was always doing performances in my living room, but to, to really stand up for myself, just putting myself on social media alone in my business was a big, big deal for me because I knew the surgeons and the nurses I worked with were going to see it. And yeah. I, that was a long, that was a long haul for me. It was hard for me. I was challenged many times. And I look back at my old stories sometimes. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I really did do that. I did like a face to cam and like all these people saw it and they just go with it. You, you, we make it about us. It's not about us. You know, if I didn't do that, look what I would not have built and the people you help and the business you make. And, you know, money's a piece of it. Freedom is a piece of it, but it's more so your lifestyle and getting to really live. That's the reason we do it. So my confidence, I would say, shocked me the most. Yeah, it really isn't about us, is it? When you're there to serve and that's why going from what the career that you're in, in nursing and policing, we serve in such a way that we don't necessarily, I mean, nursing may be different, but see the return of investment from that career sometimes. Um, you, you don't always get no. the thing. Especially you. with surgery. You, yeah. you don't see them. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You see the results when we're in this field. Um, you know you did good in nursing and in policing, and you know and you have that feeling, but you know, it, it's not an appreciation that you get from this. Mm-hmm. And then the motivation and the the momentum starts rolling, right? When you see that you're helping and serving in such a different uplifting way, yes, it's just different. And I, I think anyone outside of our worlds doesn't understand necessarily the difference. They're like, Oh, you know, you help people and they, you know, they're, they're healthier or they're safe, but it's different. It's just a right. different growth experience. It is. And it's a passion that we have that, we're helping to put out there. So we're fulfilling our passion, but we're also helping people in a way you can't help them in other careers. And again, it's not for everybody, right? People like to go to their nine to five and forget work and that's it. It's not for everybody, but the, what you teach is for everybody, no matter what you are in. So, you know, it's a personal journey and it's something that I think like my mom passing away, like COVID, like these big things, it, it rocks you. And you make a decision how to come out on the other end. Yeah, everything's a choice. Everything's yes. a choice, right? And you've made a choice where um, you had to come around to the fact that it doesn't matter what other people think. You're moving on. And then now, and like you said, people just follow because no matter what people say, it's usually a reflection in themselves, right? In that they're looking at you going, oh my God, like, did she really do that? Like, is she really gone? And it's like, well then it may trigger them to go, well, maybe I can do that too. Yeah. And people have left since I have left. So it's interesting to see the trickle effect, you know, um, I'm not saying they left because I left, but I'm saying it sparks something in you and you, you start to ask yourself all those questions that I asked myself months prior. Yeah. And I think overall there's a different energy going on on the planet right now in that people get so, wrapped up in the what is that they're not seeing that what people are leaving these long-term careers and 
people don't understand it, but it's because people are starting to actually follow their passion and do the things because they realize that our time on this planet, unfortunately, is limited, right? And you, the experience that you've gone through in the last couple of years, you're like, no, I don't want to be doing this. I want to be home with my kids and making that shift and showing that you can do it and others might follow. That's got to be really feels really good inside because even though it's not about leaving the career, it's about showing people that they can do something different. Right. It yeah. is. It's about following your passion. Yeah. I love it. I love it so much. So forget about the balance. Cause we're done with that word, but <laughs> we've sort of touched on, like you've mentioned finding sort of the flow. And so how do you like, other than, you know, you've setting the boundaries with your kids and the babysitting and the organization personally, finding that harmony in your life right now with building the business and still having three young ones at home. How do you, you know, do that? It's hard. It's hard. And my, my husband who, you know, you're building this family together. My husband is a worker and, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be late at night and he's still, he's drawing, he's designing. And I kind of pull him away from the computer. You know, it's like, we need to be, that's why we're going on date night tonight. We need to schedule that in. And I'm hoping, you know, I schedule it in because we're in a season of life where you need that, but I'm hoping it creates more of an internal, just, you know, you automatically know what you need. That's what I'm working towards. But again, for someone like me who struggles with being present and is always worried what's next and what's my plan and what am I going to do? I am really focusing on that. But I would say the biggest thing to find that harmony and how I'm trying, you know, it's not perfect, um, is really the boundaries I've been trying. And again, like last night is not a great example, but I try to put the phone down by nine 30, no phone, no, put it down, sit in bed. I work with a nutritionist. I went back to her in December. I had worked with her, you know, since you have, I had kids in such a tight time span, you know, I was constantly trying to lose baby weight and all of that. So I'm working with her to really just feel healthier and better and have more energy to go along with this great new life. And one of the biggest suggestions for her was to try and get an extra hour in than what I was trying currently to get for sleep and to really put that phone down because I could feel it in myself. Like you really shouldn't be looking at a screen two seconds before you go to sleep. And waking up in the morning, not looking at the screen, making exercise a part of my morning routine. Um, all of these things for myself were, you know, it's that, that age old thing where you say you got to put the oxygen on you before somebody else. I really have to learn to take care of myself first before my family. And I try so many different things. The organization in me sets out the kids clothes the night before makes their lunch it's not perfect. It's every, you know, every day there might be something going on that's a little different, but I try to give myself that time in the morning and at least an hour before bed to myself. Oh, I love that so much. That is, um, again, shift worker and just being busy with kids. It's like, that is one of the things that is so important as well as organization, as far as pre what to do the night before, yes. <laughs> you know what the day is going to be, but I love also the screens and the the whole sleep issue is um, so, so important because it affects everything, everything. And I'm glad to hear that that is something that, you know, prioritizing that and putting down the phone. 
That's right. one thing I work on with my husband. Let's be real. He uh, <laughs> yeah. is the first thing he looks at when he gets up. And I, I try uh-huh. to, you know, he's in a, he's in policing as well. So it's a different, he's in a different position, but it's like, right. that is not what you need to look at. That's the last thing you should be looking at in the morning. Right. It gets right. your mind going, but I love all of that. And I'm so happy that you've made this shift and are really, you know, confident and you are going to just do amazing things and help so many people. And I love that you have these, the, the businesses are, you know, you've decided to keep them separate because they're both needed differently. Yes, very much so. And, you know, as you grow and as you bring people onto your team and it gets easier right now, it's really hard in those building stages, but you have to keep thinking forward, but stay present in today. So that's always the challenge. Yes. Yes, it is. So thank you so much, Megan. And maybe you can just let everyone know where we can find you, follow you, all the things. Sure. So I am Megan Suzanne on Facebook and you'll find links to everything there. But if you want anything specifically video, redheadmediaco.com and anything for mompreneurship organization is notsoorganizedmom.com. Awesome. And that's also, you've got that on YouTube as well, right? Yes. That's on YouTube, the not so organized mom and come follow me there. You'll find everything you need to know to reach out to what you want. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. And if you have loved this episode as much as I have, cause I could keep talking, please make <laughs> sure you share and tag both Megan and I. Thanks again, Megan. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with someone who you think would love it too. And a five-star review helps get the Spiritual Shipper Group podcast out to those that need it most. I can't wait to connect with you online, so make sure you follow me on Facebook at The Spiritual Shiftworker and on Instagram at Lyanne McGahee. It's time to enjoy the shift, one breath at a time.